Hi everyone, I'm Rosemary Miller here with Kelly Phillips-Herb, a senior writer here at Forbes, here to tell us about an Austin-based CPA firm who learned just how devastating email scams can be, especially during tax season. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. Thank you for having me. So Kelly, before we jump into this, just give us a, a brief rundown of what happened with this CPA firm. Sure. Well, I think everybody is familiar with the idea of the story, right? Because we always get those emails that we know we didn't ask for that says, like, reset your password. Um, and that's what happened here. There was an accounting firm. They had a part-time employee that received one of those emails during a really busy time that said, you know, please check your, uh, sorry, please change your password. And so she clicked. And unbeknownst to her, it was a phishing scam. And what the scammers were trying to do was gain access to her email, which they did. And then they were able to use that access to gain access to the firm's portal. Um, and that's really what they wanted to be able to do. They wanted to be able to access the data at the firm. And most companies honestly tie access to, you know, company websites and company information to email. So that's exactly what happened. The, the scammer was able to um, gain access to the accounting firm's data. So what immediate actions did the firm take when they realized that this had happened? Well, so the way that they found out was um, in this particular accounting firm, there were certain employees that were assigned to certain clients. And one of the partners at the firm very wisely noticed that the employee that was supposed to be assigned to certain clients was accessing data to other clients. And that's how they realized that the scammer had actually gotten access. Um, so they did all the right things. They uh, they called their lawyer, <laughs> they, uh, they called their insurance company. They did have cyber insurance, which was terrific for them. They called their IT uh, people. So the um, information technology people immediately shut down access to the portal so that no more information could be um, accessed. Um, they, you know, they, they, and eventually, of course, they had to notify clients, um, but mm -hmm. they took pretty immediate steps. And I, I think that, you know, when something like this happens, your immediate thought is first, how can I stop the bleeding, which is what they did with, uh, you know, shutting down access. And then two, how do I mitigate the damage and make sure that my clients weren't affected? And so that was sort of step two. And how did they do that? I mean, what was their client's reaction to this breach? Well, so they did notify the clients and they sort of did that in phases because what the, um, especially when it comes to tax data, what, what the hackers are hoping to do is they want to be able to get taxpayer, like real taxpayer data, and then file fraudulent returns to get uh, refunds. So they were um, hoping to, get, to gather real information that they could then exploit. And so one of the things that the firm did immediately was they they sort of cross-checked uh, cross their data to see who had already filed a return and whose information had been accessed. And um, the sort of the first immediate steps were to notify the clients who had not yet filed tax returns that they probably wanted to file pretty quickly um, so that they could sort of, you know, cut off the hacker, right? Like, like get ahead mm -hmm. of them. And then they notified the other clients. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I actually spoke to the, the partner at the firm and she said that the clients were actually really appreciative of how quickly they responded and they actually didn't lose a single client as a result of the breach. 
What? They didn't lose a single client? No, no. And, and, and Catherine, who was the partner I spoke to, she said she actually thought it made them better, made the firm better, because when they had this experience, you know, immediately it was, again, stop the bleeding and mitigation. But then it was also, how can we be a better firm going forward? Like, what kinds of things can we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? And how can we talk to our clients about how to protect their own data? So um, I think that it was a great learning experience for her and her accounting firm not the way they would have wanted but um but you know you, you try to take some good from things that happen sometimes um but i think the clients appreciated how fortright you know they were with them because if you think about it you know a lot of times when we get those notifications from companies that your data was uh accessed you know six or eight months ago it's really mm -hmm. annoying because like, why didn't they tell me before and that's because there are a lot of laws that govern when you have to notify clients when you have to notify people um, and they sort of didn't wait for somebody to tell them what to do they immediately went out and asked you know how do we fix this what's the best way to advise our clients what's the order that we should do things and they had a plan and i think that was one of the things i really took from her story is how important it is to be prepared and they were fortunately prepared and again part of that was having insurance so does she tell you the ways that she intends to ensure this doesn't happen in the future? And if so, you know, what are those tips? How can she help other CPAs and CPA firms? Sure. Well, I think one thing, you know, they, they beefed up training at the firm, obviously. Um, They're trying to get people to realize, um, I think especially during tax season, and the IRS has mentioned this to tax pros too, you're so busy that you don't always take the extra second to review something like that, uh, some of the, those kinds of emails. So one of the things they did was um, they've been working with their employees to not only get them to learn how to spot those kinds of emails, but what to do with them, make sure you report them, those kinds of things. Um, they've done other things like they've shortened the time that clients have access to the portal. One of the things that they the, the firm did, which a lot of firms do, is they on the client side, let you access your data anytime, right? Because maybe you're working on a FAFSA as I was, you know, last month and you just want to access your data. Um, they had the windows open for long periods of time and they realized that that probably was not a secure way to do it. So they'd shorten that window and advise the clients that this is when, you know, the window that you can access the portal. Um, they have a bunch of different kinds of systems in place. They've started talking about um, other security measures they can take, you know, and some of those are ones we're familiar with. Make sure you use a VPN. Um, don't use public access to Wi-Fi when you can help it. Um, some of the things that we've always done, but they've really beefed up. They've beefed up their training um, and, again, worked with their insurance company and their IT pro um, providers to find out, like, to take a look at their systems. Because I also think that's important. We sometimes get into this... Um, kind of habit of thinking one size fits all, right? Like what what works at our company, for example, might not work at home and vice versa. So they had someone take a look at the systems and say, here, here are potential vulnerabilities and this is how you can fix it. And I think that that was another thing that I really took away from our conversation is how important it is to have a knowledgeable team of folks who know what they're doing because you can be great at doing taxes, but not necessarily understand the technology behind the portals and the other um, systems. So are email scams like this relating to tax, are they more likely to happen to companies or do they happen to like, you know, individuals who they're just really good at taxes and they file taxes for a few of their friends? 
Well, I think they're, you know, scammers will ta target anybody they can, right? And mm -hmm. part of the a really a successful scammer is sort of figuring out your weaknesses. So for tax pros, the weaknesses during the tax season just kind of hammer with like password resets, portal resets, that kind of thing. But the same sort of uh, idea goes to normal taxpayers. If you use, for example, a platform like the TurboTax or a TaxSlayer or a Tax Act, you know, you're used to answering questions online and scammers are sort of preying upon that vulnerability and they're hoping that if they send you a note saying, TurboTax needs to reset your password or something like that, that you're going to click. So, you know, obviously taxpayers are vulnerable, but we're also seeing this in corporations too, right? And um, there's a lot of those similar kinds of scams that are making their way where somebody will send uh, a scammer, will send an email to you saying, hey, you need to verify your tax information for our HR department, or you need to re-verify your information for payroll. Um, and they're trying to lure you into clicking through and giving your information to a site that might be set up to look like an actual site, but it's not the, the site that you should be using. So one of the things that we always say in all of these situations is that when possible, go to the primary source. If you think you need to go to IRS, which by the way, IRS will never email you and ask for your information. But if you need to go to IRS to check your account, go to irs.gov, don't click through another link, don't click through something that comes in an email. If you wanna check your payroll, make sure your own withholding is correct, go to your company's intranet or their own um, payroll company site, don't click through an email that purports to come from HR. Um, a lot of the, you know, kind of cutting out that middleman can actually help you avoid being a victim of a schemer. Well, this was a very interesting story, Kelly. I, I'm actually curious to know how you stumbled upon it. Oh, well, so so the IRS actually had been um, touting that this is a particular time of year where tax professionals and taxpayers need to be really, really aware of their circumstances. And through somebody who knew what had happened to this law firm, um, they connected me and she was very eager to talk about it because, um, you know, I think some people are embarrassed when this kind of thing happens, but she understood that, you know, what happened to her firm, it wasn't her, you know, that clicked through, it was somebody else, but what happened impacted her. She was a principal at the firm and she wanted this not to happen to other people. And one of the things she said that like really struck a chord with me is they were a smaller firm and so she mm -hmm. said she always assumed that it couldn't happen to them because they were a smaller firm like why would somebody target them but they were a perfect target right because they were busy um they were it was tax season they had a vulnerability and somebody was able to exploit that um so you know it's just that combination of factors and so um, i was really grateful to uh chat with her about uh you know how this happened because i do think that it's a really great cautionary tale for other professionals because i think we all sort of think it won't happen to us and in fact when mm -hmm. i posted this story on social media someone did write on uh, twitter like how is this still happening in 2024 it's i think it's very easy for it to keep happening we're also busy we get a zillion emails a day you know some of the ones that are obviously fake you're able to you know sort of weed out really quickly but not all of them are, you know, some of them are, are pretty darn good. You know, every now and again, I'll look at an email and do that kind of equation in my head. Like, is it real or is it fake? Right. Um, think, yeah, no, it's hard, right? So I think that one of the things that 
if you're ever in doubt, assume it's fraud, right? And then again, go to the primary source. So if it is somebody from your company telling you that you need to do something immediately, pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, I got this email from you. It doesn't sound like you. Just wanted to check and make sure. Again, go to the internet um, if it's something payroll related or something in your job, uh, job related. So I think that there's a lot of ways that you know, we, we just stop and take that little extra step, um, but it's hard because we're all so busy. And again, that's sort of what the schemers are counting on, right? They're just hoping we're too busy to notice. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. Thank you. Absolutely.